I'm Brandon. This is baseball. Let's get into it. Okay. So I've been trying to avoid getting into this for weeks now, but I have no choice. I have no choice. It's time to spend a little bit of time talking about Kansas City Royals. It's time to look at the American League Central as a whole because it's not good. You know, with this podcast, I like to talk about all things baseball. I try to keep it interesting. Um, and I was I was going to avoid talking about something that I didn't feel was worth talking about. I would have liked to have done an episode like this in July when it was halfway through the season, but it's mid-May and the American League Central might be historically bad. And I want to look at it a little bit. So before the season started, we did predictions of division winners and I was pretty confident that the Chicago White Sox were going to win the Central. I think that they have a talented roster. I thought that bringing in Pedro Grafal would have been a fresh voice that was needed in that locker room. And getting out from under the shadow of the terrible experiment of hiring Tony La Russa as your manager. You hired Tony La Russa in 2021 to manage your team after a decade of him not managing a baseball team. Now, now you would think, oh, well, it's baseball and he has 30 years experience managing a baseball team. What could go wrong? Well, I think from 2010 to 2020, Major League Baseball, the way that it was played and the way that rosters are built and how strategy is put together is completely different than it used to be. So you bring in a guy in Tony La Russa that was known to be old school, even in his heyday, bring him back. 10 years after he had managed the Cardinals to a World Series championship. And he comes in and is out of touch and somehow manages to make the playoffs in his first year. But 2022 was completely awful. And it was clear that the game had passed him by and his team was not buying into him and that he needed to go. And that's what happened. So... You move on from him, you're doing a coaching search, and you bring in longtime Royals coach Pedro Grafal, who was part of the what has been now eight seasons ago, the World Series champion, Kansas City Royals in 2015. You bring him in, and he was a he was a candidate for the vacancy in Kansas City as well, but the Royals 
believed that they needed to bring in a different voice from the outside. Not that Pedro Grafal was not qualified to be Royals manager, because I think he would have been a fine pick, but he wasn't what the Royals needed at the time. And I thought he deserved a shot at being a manager and the White Sox are giving him that chance. I thought that the White Sox were a pretty good situation for him to go into because like I've said, I don't think the central is very good and I felt like Chicago was going to be a shoe in to, to win the AL central. And they're about as bad as the Royals are. So I'm completely surprised by their lack of success in 2023. And I find it hard to believe that they have any shot of turning it around other than, again, this division is really bad and crazier things have happened. I mean, if you look at it right now, the Minnesota Twins are in first. They've won 23 games and... That would be good for last place in the American League East. So I I think that I wouldn't be surprised if the winner of the Central won 85 games at most, maybe less. There's definitely not going to be a wildcard team coming out of the American League Central, but the American League Central is going to be the worst division in the playoffs and they're likely going to host a team in the wild card that has a significantly better record than them, whether it's the Twins or somehow the Tigers or the Guardians. Now, the Guardians and the Tigers have about the same record. They're within half a game of each other. And the Guardians won the division last year with a really young team. And they took advantage of a division that had teams that nobody wanted to step up in take control of the division. So Cleveland did that and they had a successful season. Now Cleveland isn't following up 2022 with a great season so far, but they've been known to get hot in the past and there's nothing saying that they can't do that again because they've done it now multiple times in recent history. If you look at Detroit, I've always thought that Detroit and Kansas City were kind of on a similar trajectory from a rebuilding standpoint. I thought that they would both get good at the same time. Uh, Detroit is Detroit's doing this year what I expect expected Kansas City to do, and that was to I was to hover around 500 or within five games of 500. If they won, you know, 75, 77 games this season, you'd feel pretty good about 2024. Now that's looking like it could be the case with Detroit, you know, do some things this season in 2023, take a step forward, you know, have good offense and pitching and add some pieces in the off season and, make a push at this weak division in next season. Now back to the twins. I think at this point, I think that it's fair to believe that Minnesota is going to win the American league central. Uh, They led for most of last season. And again, 
ended up missing the playoffs altogether. But the Twins are interesting. They signed Carlos Correa for 2022, and he had opt-outs after every year of that three-year deal. He chose to opt out of his contract and initially signed a deal or was going to sign a deal with the San Francisco Giants and some medical stuff on his physical made the Giants back off of that deal. And then the Mets jumped in and were going to sign him to their super team. And same thing ended up happening there. We don't like something on his physical and they backed out of the deal as well. Ultimately, Carlos Correa ended up back on the twins and is going to be there for the foreseeable future. I think the twins are talented and will win the division, um, but I don't see them advancing the playoffs. In fact, they, that's just a thing that they have done for the last 20 years is just when they do make the playoffs, they're typically a first round exit. They would have to get hot at the right time in order for them to make any sort of run in October, but that's baseball and baseball is a game of momentum. And if you can get that momentum at the right time, you can go on a run. Now, This brings me to the Kansas City Royals. Obviously, it's pretty well documented in this show that I'm a Royals fan. I'm from Kansas City, born and raised here, been watching the Royals my whole life, and was fortunate enough to see them go to -to back-to-back World Series in 14 and 15 and win in 2015. Now, to get a picture of how colossally terrible 2023 is going for the Royals. I felt it was important to go a few years back and just look at how the Royals have operated in recent years. So let's just go to 2017, 2017 when Dayton Moore was still in charge of the Royals, you had an opportunity to trade your Eric Cosmer, Lorenzo Cain, Escobar, Mike Moustakis at the deadline for, you know, not anything crazy in return, but at least something in return. And instead, you decided to keep them on the off chance that your team goes on a run and makes the playoffs that season. That didn't happen. I don't think really anybody thought it would happen, but that's a story of Dayton Moore and being too loyal of a general manager. You can go to look at Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield, really solid player for the Royals. In fact, one of the really only bright spots on the team from 2018 to 2022 outside of Salvador Perez. But they should have traded him probably in 2019, 2020, somewhere around there at the peak of his value, they decided to hold on to him. And when it was time to trade him, um, 
they didn't get much in return. And he was kind of already past the point of being a hot commodity in the league. In fact, he got traded because J.J. Piccolo was the general manager at the time and Dayton Moore was vice president of baseball operations, so he didn't handle the draft or the trade deadline. Now let's talk about Hunter Dozier. The Royals signed Hunter Dozier to a four-year, $25 million extension. After a nice, nice 2019 season, and $25 million really isn't that much unless you're the Kansas City Royals, and it's pretty good contract for him. But Hunter Dozier has been one of the worst, if not the worst player in the entire league during that time. And he's unfortunately, nobody wants him. And he's tied to the Royals. The Royals can't sit him because he's too expensive for them to just sit on the bench. So they continue to put him in the lineup every night and do absolutely nothing for the team. So just weird and bad decision after bad decision from Dayton Moore. The one that made the least sense to me was after Ned Yost retired, bringing in Mike Matheny to manage your team a guy that showed in St. Louis that he's not really cut out to manage a major league baseball team. Just the way that he operates and his style doesn't mesh well with the players. He doesn't have good game management and he's just not the guy to lead your team. I'm not saying he can't be a coach, but as far as being a manager, it was always a questionable decision and after a encouraging 2021 season for the Royals, Dayton Moore decided to extend or exercise the, the option for Matheny to manage the 2023 season. That was done at the beginning of 2022 when, and at that point it made a little bit of sense because you felt really strongly that they were going to turn a page and that actually 2023 might've been the season that the Royals were ready to compete and maybe make a run at the playoffs and even the division. It went the complete opposite of that. The hitting coach, Terry Bradshaw was fired. I believe in May might've been early June and I thought they should have moved on from their pitching coach, Cal Eldred, as well at that point because the pitching was just as dreadful. But they kept him. And as the season went on, it was very clear that not only was it time for the Royals to move on from Dayton Moore, but it was obvious that Mike Matheny was not the manager for this team. So beginning of September, Dayton Moore is let go by the Royals. And you knew then that Mike Matheny was not too far behind him. And that's what ended up happening at the end of 2023. Matheny was released from the Royals as manager of the team. And now the search begins to... 
see who's going to fill the manager role in 2023 and hopefully beyond. The Royals landed on Matt Quattraro from the Tampa Bay Rays organization, which I've always believed is one of the best run small market organizations. Um, They are a, a pitching factory. They develop good hitting and they consistently have competitive teams. So one of the major problems in Kansas City was pitching. Tampa's good at that. Bring in a guy from Tampa. Who else is good at pitching? Cleveland. Bring in Cleveland's bullpen coach, Brian Sweeney, and make him your pitching coach. Now to this point, we have seen no progress or improvement. So you have a team that brought in these people from very good organizations to fix the Royals and 45 games in you have a bottom 10 offense and a bottom 10 pitching staff. Now you could make the argument that, Oh, well it's not going to happen overnight or you got to be patient. And I'm being those things. I'm still holding out hope, but Eventually, you're going to run out of time with your quote-unquote core that you have in place now. So the goal for this season was, okay, obviously 2022 did not go how we planned. In fact, 2022 went about as bad as it could have been. And let's sit around 500 in 2023 and address the, the issues that we had in the past and be at a point where we can be looking at 2024 and adding pieces to help us be a competitive baseball team next season. But I think now you're having to ask yourself, do the Royals need to restart? Do they need to consider trading players that they thought were going to be part of their core? You have a Brady Singer who's not been great this season. I thought he could have been, just based off of 2022, I thought he could have been a candidate for Cy Young because he was pitching well in spite of the team being terrible on the mound last season. But he hasn't been great. So do you consider moving him? Does anybody want him? Bobby Witt Jr., Vinny Pasquantino. Are they realistically going to be on this team when you are ready to compete? And do they want to re-sign? Do you try to re-sign, or not re-sign, but do you try to extend Vinny Pasquantino and Bobby Witt Jr. while they're young and get them for a little bit cheaper? If I'm them, I'm in no hurry to re-sign with the Kansas City Royals because they're not very good and there's a chance that a better team will pay me more money when it's my time. So I'll be patient. I'll play out this rookie contract and move on. So the Royals have a very small window to figure it out before they're looking at probably restarting all over again. And if that is the case, you're not very encouraged. Because while, yes, the Royals 
won the championship in 2015. Before that, it had been 29 years since they had made the playoffs. And it's been eight years since and counting since they've made the playoffs after that run. So in just about 40 years, the Kansas City Royals have have made the playoffs twice. You have an owner that is planning on building a new stadium, and that's going to happen. I don't think that the Royals are going anywhere. I think that they'll be in Kansas City forever. But I wonder if the Glass family in 2019, when they're deciding to sell the team, if 2014 and 2015 didn't happen, does anybody in Kansas City even care if the new owners of the Royals keep the team in Kansas City? Because I think you look at it differently if they don't if they don't beat the Mets in 2015. So, you know, fortunately that's not a reality, but I think it would be important when your team is ready to get into a new stadium that you have a team that's worth seeing. And I'll be honest, I'm excited and for a downtown stadium for the Kansas city Royals. I think that downtown baseball is a very cool thing. And I think that they could emulate what's going on in Denver and St. Louis and create something really cool for their fans. I absolutely love Kauffman stadium. I have a lot of memories there, but I think that it's time for the Royals to move because there's nothing happening around Kauffman stadium. So you have a bad team and nothing surrounding the stadium that hosts your bad team. Um, there's not a whole lot of incentive to, to go to the ballpark in Kansas city. So I think if you put the team downtown and surrounded it with a district, you would have your team would be more financially viable and you would have stuff to do around the stadium and you would have better attendance for your games. So I'm very excited about the new stadium that is, if all things go according to plan, should be ready for opening day in sounds like by 2027. And that's going to be here before we know it. But is the team going to be worth watching between now and then? I think that's the big question. And right now, the answer is probably no. Unless they do something drastic to improve the team. That is all I have for you this week. Thank you for listening. This is baseball.